Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third. I'm always traveling for work, but I also love to be active, playing soccer every chance I get. Finding the balance between being comfy, looking cute, and also being dressed to be active has never been easier with Viore. Viore is so versatile. It can be used for any activity, running, yoga, swimming, but it's also great for lounging or traveling. My favorite product is the pants that I actually never take off, the Women's Performance Jogger. They're designed with the softest premium dream knit stretch fabric. Viore helps me feel good about the things I buy and how they are made because Viore is 100% offsetting their carbon footprint, utilizing better sustainable materials for their products to empower your best active life. Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash soccer. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash soccer. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back to Morning Footy. Here's a look at some of the notable Wednesday Ligue results. Nice, sitting in second place, get a 2-0 win over Lens. Lyon with a 1-0 victory over Nantes. And uh, Montpellier and Marseille drawing 1-1. PSG, the league leaders, getting a 3-1 victory over Metz, just continuing to create distance at the top of the table. And uh, no surprise, Kylian Mbappe, the, uh, the star for France and for PSG. Bag to brace. So let's take a look at, uh, at his goals in the match. Mm. Oh, my. That's a curling dipper. Bang. No, oh that deflected all. That was like beautiful. No, he didn't. Are you sure? He, no, that, he, was, that was beautiful. That was Watch the technique again, the way he hits the ball. He didn't deflect at all. Knew exactly what he was doing. It's that instep thing where you get it uh, just kind of underneath your toe, inside of your foot. A curling mm. dipper sounds like a constellation. Yeah. You go watch it. It's, it's such a fun. I think I had that at a state fair in the south. Wait, look, see, look, curling dipper. So you. I don't know. It's like, like the it's inside like step. He no, it, it didn't it deflect. It didn't it, deflect. It, it's it's the way he can knock. It's the way back. you hit it. Oh, uh, that didn't. You know, I want to say Cristiano Ronaldo is the one who really started that when yeah. you can knuckle it like that, hitting it with a certain technique. Do, do you know who else does it as well? That's so good yeah, at the Juninho. time. No, David Luiz. David Luiz as well will start doing. Yeah, when you yeah watch but some that came far at after Cristiano. You talking about Juninho Benamagano? Yes. Oh my God, his the ball wouldn't even spin. In Leon, the, the greatest one probably is still Roberto Carlos to this day because that ball there was not made like the balls that we. But see he wasn't hitting day, it like that. that. No, he was just he flocked it. He just yeah. He was a flock at that. Juninho France put movement on it though. Juninho would always put movement on his free kicks. You couldn't you couldn't predict where they'd go. Well, yeah. well, speaking of, of best, you know, Kylian Mbappe, one of the absolute best in the game at the moment, and he could have another uh, category in which he and uh, his younger brother could compete in being the best footballing uh, brothers in the world. His brother subbed into the match, Ethan wow. Mbappe. This is at great. 16 years old. He'll be 17 years old coming up uh, later on at the end of this month. But uh, pretty Special incredible. Special moment to play with your big bro. Oh, that's so cool. I, I know it's not a lot of time, but it's just – that initial moment of brother to brother that, that. Oh, oh, 
Jeez. some early touches to shake out the nerves. Uh, Killian made sure he, he, he sought him out. Yeah, he said, everybody get out the way, bro. Let me pass the little bro. You know the Red Sea, got to pass to my brother. Do you know the dynamic in the dressing room is going to be great? Isn't it? Who's going to be the first guy to, to actually shout at Killian's brother? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the, the, your brother's the captain, then the little brother's there, and if he makes a mistake, who's going to be that brave player to I'd shout I'd be like, great job, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, completely different players, right? They, yeah. They're not... They don't play the same way. Um, you know, the expectations are going to be high because it is an Mbappe, but not going to be the same type of, of player who's running in behind, chasing people down. He's more of a midfielder, so. He's going to be targeted. See how he develops. Sure as well. And he's yeah. going to be targeted. Like, opposition players are going to target him for sure and put a, a few nice tackles in him to see what yeah. he does. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, see if he can handle it. That was, that was cool. Would you... Uh, would you be brave enough to ever yell at somebody? If you're in the dressing room, would you ever be brave enough to? I think to... of all of us on the desk, I think you'd be the first one who would yell. Be, oh, I don't care yeah. who your brother yeah. is. 100% I'll yeah. him. I don't care if your, your brother's the captain. Or yeah. <laughs> of course, you'd, you'd be the one to do that. I would. Yeah, I know. Standards, though, innit? You know? Did I you would, ever play on I a team with relatives? <laughs> Did I ever play on a team? With... Yeah, with like where there was like... Brothers? Brothers or, or like that relationship dynamic in the locker room? Uh, not to my knowledge, no. Not two brothers, or no. cousins or... Anybody related? No, no, I don't. Not, to, not that I can recall. But I, I didn't like really. A... I didn't really look at it whether they were brothers or not. I just treated you as an individual, and if I had something to say, I'ma say it. But you played with Anton. Didn't you ever play a match against Rio? Oh, Anton we did. Yeah, yeah. What was that was... dynamic like? Uh, I mean, it was nice for them too. It didn't bother me. I just wanted to win. Like they can have their moments. Two brothers playing against each other didn't absolutely. <laughs> they mark each other. It did nothing for me. Uh, they did a little bit. They, they, yeah, they had a little bit of back and forth. But it was great for the family. That's what it is as well. Because yeah. you talk about Mbappe and how heavily involved his dad and his mum is in his career, and that him seeing that is a special moment as a father, you know, two sons to make it at that level and at a club like Paris Saint-Germain and playing, it must be things you cannot ever, ever put into words. Ali, I also want to highlight in, in this weekend, uh, week's matches in Ligue 1 was Kamori Dumbia of, of Brest scored four goals. He scored a hat-trick in six minutes and 17 seconds. Look at this, this first goal he scored, absolutely crazy. Wow! Flockata volley. That is officially Flockata with grace. Now, mind you, this is a, a, a young player. Dumbia is 20 years old, a Mali international. He's a midfielder. He scored wow. four goals. So, four goals in this match. Four goals in this match. Uh -huh. First, four goals in the first half. Yeah. So only oh. there's only there's only another one player in history in Liga that has scored four goals in the first half. Do we know that player? Would you guess? Kylian Mbappe. Uh, mm, uh, I'll go Falcao. Falcao? Mbappé. No. Edison Cavani. Ooh. He's the only other player to do it. And Dumbia is on loan from Rennes at Brest right now. So this is a, He's a, just highly, going up. a yeah. highly talented midfielder. He has scored five goals in 45 professional games before this one. That's it. Five goals. He scored four in the first half. He damn near doubled. He was on a heater. Yeah. <laughs> My dude. man, Ale, Ale, Ale. I hope he bought a scratch off after the game. This but, is Charlie, good. for a player to have a, a performance like that, to be in those spots, to score those kinds of goals and play in the midfield, like what, what allowed him to, to do that, it, whether, whether it was tactically with the team or just himself well, seeking out those, those spaces? It's a great question because he's only scored one goal this season and that was against Montpellier. Other than that, he's typically just the, the, the player who breaks up tackles, uh, spreads the ball, basically east-west. 
but doesn't really get forward, venture forward that much. In this game, that volley, I think, is what gave him that confidence. You score a goal like that, it, it's only going to push you to get more. And he was making good runs in the box. He put himself in the position to score those goals. And then he executed. So now as a 20-year-old, the mindset is, how do I continue to score goals? How do I continue to put myself in those positions and create goals? So as you could see, when you're a young player like that, you're like, oh, I thought this was my ceiling. Now I know this is my ceiling. So it's going to be interesting to see how the coach gets the most out of him. Because this is a breast side that finished 14 last season. Yeah. And now they're... Shooting up. Top hey, half. all it takes is a nice little uh, worldy of a side volley to just instill some confidence in you. Uh, we will step aside for a quick break here on Morning Footy. When we come back, Marco Messina joins us to talk some Coppa Italia. Stick around. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Into extra time we go. It finishes into nil, Bologna nil after 90 minutes. They need a goal. Outswinger by Di Marco, and in it goes from Carlos Augusto. Just over 90 seconds into extra time. Nico Yanis with another corner. Altero didn't get there. Six, they did, and in it goes. They are level. Sam Bergamo with his first Bologna goal. Zixé, there's that wonderful talent again. Zixé for Endoy, they won't catch him. Dan Endoy to win it. He's done it. Joshua Zixé with a second assist. But it's Endoy who has turned this tie around. And Bologna in extra time are achieving the extraordinary. The reigning champs are out of Coppa Italia. Bologna get the 2-1 extra time thriller win over Inter to advance to the quarterfinal of the Coppa Italia, taking on Fiorentina on January 9th. And joining us now to talk more about this matchup and the rest of Coppa Italia is Marco Messina. Marco, woof, what a game. Uh, Inter hadn't really struggled in many areas this season. And, and Bologna, the kind of surprising team of the Serie A season, continuing their impressive run. What, uh, what did you see in that match? Bologna have been unbelievable. To knock out the back-to-back -back champions, because for Inter, this has been their competition. They won it two times in a row. Inzaghi's won it three times. He's, he's kind of seen as the master. But Tiago Motta, who's the rising star coach of, uh, of this entire campaign, 
just has gone out there. They are fearless against the top teams. They're winning back-to-back. They're fourth place in the Serie A. Now they're through to the next round in the Coppa Italia. It's a dream situation for them. And considering that they started the match without about six to seven of their starters in the 11 was unbelievable. Me and my crew were watching this game and we're like, what's Bologna doing? They should be going for it in this game. He waited until the 85th minute to put on this player, Zirkze, who's been phenomenal. And that's where the match changed. Him and Ndoy came in and they won the game uh, against an side who did not capitalize on their chances early on. Uh, Marco, let's talk a little bit about um, Latoro Martinez, who's been absolutely on fire, but a huge, huge missed penalty here, or a save, I should say, kind of weakly taken. Uh, what's going on with him? Is this just a blip? No, he's not good at penalties. We knew he was going to miss this stepping up. They had that problem. And it's Hakan Chanolu is the, the destined penalty kick taker. The guy's never missed. I think it's 12 penalties in a row for Hakan that he hasn't missed. And Lataro, if there's one part of Lataro's game, it is his penalties that he's not good at. Um, and they did have more chances than that, so I don't want to just pin it out on Lataro. And like you said, he's having the season of his life. He scored 29 goals in uh, 2023. It's the most for an Inter player since, I think, the year 2000. So it's not his fault on that end. He, he's not a good penalty kick taker, though. Marco, uh, let's talk about the the manager for Bologna and Thiago Mota. The 41-year-old seems to be on the up and up. I mean, the next rising star as a manager. What can you talk about in terms of what he's been able to do with this side, continuing to improve, develop players, and now knock out Inter? Yeah, uh- Thiago Mota, I've been saying it for a while, he's Europe's next best coach. Him and Xabi Alonso are up there as like, what are these guys going to do in the future? And what clubs are they going to be coaching? Because it's going to be massive ones. And there's so many aspects that I could take this. Bologna was seen as a club that when they started the Serie A, we said they have two young players. The, The players are not Serie A ready. He's valued the team rather than the individual players because they had a player like Marco Arnatovic, who's extremely talented. He plays for Inter, but he was all about him. He was like, it had to be about just Arnatovic. Tegobota put him on the side and said, I need 11 guys who run. I need 11 guys who sacrifice. So that's the first thing that he did. The second thing, and of course, we get excited because there's talents like Zigse up top and Ndoy who are scoring goals. They're getting involved. But it's actually defensively where they're so sound. They have the third best defense in the league. And he transformed this player, Calafiori, who was a left back his entire career. He's been playing as a center back. And already they're talking about for the Italian national team that this player could come in. And when you're so solid defensively, you guys know you're always within a match. They're pressing the way that they're organized. It's all these different aspects to Thiago Motta's style of play that have helped him. But I can't talk about Bologna without talking about the behind the scenes. Because there's a guy called Giovanni Sartori that they brought in. And this man, he brought up Kevo Verona, who was a nothing team. They were in Serie C Due, which is the fourth division. He got them to Champions League qualifying rounds back in 2004, 2005. He built up Atalanta to where they got to uh, playing against PSG in the Champions League. He took over Bologna. He brought in Thiago Motta. And we're starting to see the signings that he's brought in to create a team that's competing for European competition. Marco, uh, Napoli, on the other hand, got absolutely thanked by Frozenone. And it seems like it's kind of been like one step forward, two steps back right now for this Napoli side this year, even under their new manager, Walter Mazzari. What went wrong for them in that game? Was it just a matter of not taking it seriously enough or deeper concerns? 
Yeah, so I, I want to say that, and this is another game that when coming in and you look at Napoli's record, they go out in this competition. They've gone out in this exact round of 16 three times in a row. Once to Fiorentina, last year to Cremonese, who was also newly promoted, and now to Frosinone, who are newly promoted. And I want to say it is that, right? But you can't. That, that's looking at it from a naive perspective because they were 0-0 in, in the match at a certain point, And they bring on all three of their stars. They bring on Quada, they bring on Osimhen, they bring on Politano. So clearly they, want, they wanted to win this game. And then you can't lose 4-0 to Frosinone. It's been a mixed bag of disasters, uh, as you guys have discussed on your show for, for a long time with this Napoli side, and it's not acceptable. On the other side, we have to give credit to Frosinone because they're another team that have been playing. They're unbelievable. We never expected them to come in with these youngsters and do something great. And Eusebio Di Francesco, who's also their coach, has come in with great ideas and has really brought an energy to this team that they've caused upset. And if you watch their games, they've they've caused struggle to a lot of big teams. They don't always get results in those matches. Uh, yesterday they did, or two days ago they did, but they always create difficulty for the opposition that they play against. Uh, Marco, I want to talk a little bit about um, Napoli's manager, Walter Mazzari. Obviously brought in, big change in management. Where's the fan base now? How much of a leash does he have? Does he still have the will of the fans? Or are they starting to get a little tight with some of these up and down results? I mean, listen, I, I said to you guys before, he came in with an impossible schedule. Not this game, obviously, not the game against Frosinone. But it's really been a reflection from Napoli of, wow, how did we have such a uh, up and down 2023? And uh, maybe Charlie and Nigel, you guys could speak to it better and you guys will probably know better. But once things go wrong at the start of a season and in preseason and you start with a coach that didn't have the right ideas and you had a wrong transfer market, it really seems to spiral out of control. They also lost uh, Juntoli, who's an aspect of this that I think people are not talking about. He was their director who also went to Juventus and look where Juventus are. He had a big presence in the locker room who in poor moments would go there and would speak to the team. They've fallen apart in so many aspects. So I don't think it's one thing that we could pinpoint. Oh, my God, it was just this. It was just Rudy Garcia. It's just Mazzari. It's just a player that's injured. It's all of these aspects to a beautiful Napoli team that they're completely a shell of themselves from last year. Yeah, well, Marco, well said. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us here on the show. We will catch up with you again uh, real soon, I'm sure. Anytime. Right. Ciao, guys. Ciao. We will take a break here on Morning Footy. When we come back, Adriana will return with more headlines. Stick around. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to Morning Footy. Here's a look at your Thursday footy fix in the Premier League. Crystal Palace taking on Brighton at 3 p.m. on USA. In La Liga, Real Betis and Girona face off at 1 p.m. on ESPN+. 
and Alavis against Real Madrid at 3.30 on ESPN. In the KNVB Cup, PSV taking on FC 23 p.m. on Gold TV. That is the second round of that competition. And now let's send it over to Adriana, who's back with more headlines. Take it away. Thank you, Ali. In England, the Bournemouth-Luton match was spun on Saturday after Luton captain Tom Lockyer collapsed on the field will now be replaced in full. The Premier League announced the decision to have a full replay despite the original match being stopped in the 59th minute, tied 1-1. Lockyer was released from the hospital earlier today and has had a defibrillator implanted in his heart after the cardiac arrest he suffered during the Bournemouth-Lutton match. It remains unclear whether Lockyer will attempt to return to action. Manchester United's Kirsten Eriksen is the only play player in Premier League that, had, that has played with a defibrillator. And now we have some coaching news in the women's game. Lorne Donaldson has been hired as the new head coach of the Chicago Red Stars. The Jamaican coach takes over a team that finished with the worst record in the NWSL. Donaldson led Jamaica to a historic run to the World Cup round of 16, but left the reggae girls when his contract expired in September. Donaldson will be the second black head coach in NSL history, joining Orlando Pride head coach Seb Hines. Charlie Donaldson, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie Donaldson is a highly respected coach, but this is his first chance as an NWSL coach. How important is this, especially on the heels of Wilfred Nancy becoming the first black coach to win an MLS Cup title just two weeks ago? It's, it's massive. It's a, it's a great opportunity for Lauren Donaldson to come in and, and make an impact. I mean, the Chicago Red Stars team struggled last season. So uh, to bring in a, a new voice, um, someone who, who earned the respect uh, across the world, representing the, the reggae girls. I, I was inspired by their performances. They did really well. So um, he's earned the chance to, to manage in the NWSL, and, and I hope that he, he takes it and, and runs with it. Yeah, and a club in the Red Stars that desperately needs to turn things around. I think defensively especially, they had the worst goal differential in the NWSL last year. Defense was one of the strong points of this Jamaican women's national team. Maybe so that's, can bring in some of those reggae girls to help. Huge. Also, it's a new regime at Chicago Red Stars. So this yeah. is a great splash, a great, great decision to make as one of your first big decisions. I know with a lot of the free agency rumors going around, Chicago Red Stars fans are like, what's up? What, are we going to do anything? Well, and this they've got some big, big, big names move. that are free agents as well, yeah. Tierna Davidson, Mal Swanson. So it's going to be a, an interesting offseason for Chicago as they look to just get competitive again next year. They were not competitive at all, and during this most recent expansion draft, they were one of the teams that were available to both Bay FC and Utah. No players right. selected. Like, they had the choice to pick any player that was left unprotected and Who not wants a single one. Of them? one. So, but I mean, played, like, if that doesn't put a chip on your shoulder, <laughs> I don't know what will. So, Jim uh, Davidson, by the way, linked with Gotham along with a lot of big names. Yeah. Gotham setting up what I like to call the Galacticos. Huh? Gotham looking to go back to back in the NWSL, but uh, uh -huh. some big news as the NWSL offseason heats up. We'll take a break. When we come back, we're talking some Carabao Cup action. Don't go anywhere. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. 
Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Morning Footy, the Carabao Cup semifinal. Fixtures are set. The first leg will kick off on January 9th. Middlesbrough still alive in this competition. They will take on Chelsea and Liverpool will face off against Fulham. So uh, enticing as we get to the end of this competition. And uh, let's take a look at how we got here, shall we? As we look at the quarterfinal results, Chelsea advanced uh, past Newcastle 1-1. And you get a look there at Shobislai with a nice goal as uh, West Ham were absolutely absolutely thumped. Banked. Absolutely thumped, but it was it was only one nil, Allie, after the first half. Did you just say spanked? Yeah, they did. <laughs> okay. What, what, what else would you What else would you call that? I see where you are. Yeah, it was a spanking. It was I will absolute say, drumming. This was Curtis Jones. It, this was his best match in a Liverpool kit. He was he was phenomenal, breaking out of the midfield, driving with the ball, the decision making, good first touch. Obviously, that that first goal. Uh, on the pass from Darwin Nunez was was incredible. Um, I was really shocked at how well he played because we haven't seen consistency from Curtis Jones. He's been involved for a while now. But in terms of breaking him with the first team to be someone who could be relied on in this match, he... I think he gave confidence to Jurgen Klopp as well as the teammates. You could tell that there was like a a belief about Curtis Jones in this performance that he's earned it in training but has yet to come through with the first team. This was a massive performance. And then when they brought on the substitutions, Trent Alexander-Arnold to assist, uh, Mo Salah obviously gets on the score sheet. But Cody Gakpo looked like he was struggling in this match. He missed a big opportunity with the header in the first half. Uh, Harvey Elliott also had a, a strong performance, but then he finally gets that goal, got Cody Hakpo. He, he cuts inside and shoots it through Mavropanos' uh, legs. Uh, it's, it was a convincing performance from Liverpool, and at the same time, West Ham were absolutely shocking. He's been and I believe you predicted a West Ham win, so yeah, what, what I, I did, because I, I did believe that they'll take this competition seriously and go out there to try and win it, but they just did not turn up. I'm not going to defend them, because yeah. they were absolutely awful. The defending was diabolical. Liverpool played really well, even with the changes. Um, Curtis Jones had a good game, but for me, again, it goes back to this conversation I have all the time. There's a point when it becomes about the individual player and himself wanting to do that. When I look at Liverpool and the youngsters they've got coming through, for me, one of the shining beacons still is Harvey Elliott because every time he plays, he shines and takes his opportunity and he's such a talented player. Gapko for me is, is, seems to me that he's lost a bit of confidence and if you watch him come on recently, he's taking a lot of shots for some reason and shooting from some crazy angles whether he's trying to show why he's there or score more goals to get the fans on his side. That's not always the right thing to do. But Liverpool, for me, looked very good. And I was very surprised at how well they performed. But on the other hand, West Ham were absolutely awesome. And a chance Curtis to... Jones had a good game or a great game? He had a good game. I mean, there's different levels. Everyone's got different standards of what it is. He had a very good game. But for the ability that he has, there's never been a question about his ability. Like, you said it yourself. Like, he's believing, but he's had so many opportunities to show his ability that he has. And it's obviously he's done it now, but he should have done it a long time ago. Hopefully, he can continue to display it a lot more, because you've got to give credit to the ones that take the opportunity instantly. Harvey Elliott's come there, no fear shown, and he has been a big difference maker, and he is that, for me, that player that you'd probably look more to, to give an opportunity if you're Liverpool, or to bring on to help change a game. 
Is that sufficient enough for you, Charlie? <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm just saying, listen, different managers and different coaches have levels and standards of what they Good want. Good versus great, I, I mean. Yeah, because he was man of the match. So when he says it's a good performance, it yeah. almost brings it down a level when it's Curtis Jones, who hasn't been consistent throughout uh, a whole performance and has put his stamp on the match like he did in this mm -hmm. one. And this is a big, this is a big tie. I know Absolutely. it's the Carabao Cup, but no, it is a big tie. But yeah, but to, to go to the, to the same started Team started a strong, a strong lineup on each side. Give some credit to Dominic Soberslai as well, who had a, I would say, not his best game against Manchester United. I think he would agree. And came in and bodied it in this one as well. I mean, against the West Ham, who, like you said, just didn't look like they so, should So, but have. for Liverpool, a chance to instill some more confidence in some players that maybe needed it a bit coming off that 0-0 draw against Man U that felt different for both fan bases. But now when you look at who they've got coming up next in league play, another competition in which they were trying to be very competitive sitting at second in the table, and they've got Arsenal mm. sitting in first coming up next. I mean, what does this performance staying alive in the Carabao Cup and now having uh, the league leaders coming up next weekend, what kind of performance are you expecting from Liverpool coming off the heels of this one? I hope they celebrated, and I hope they're still celebrating. Oh, show up a little tired <laughs> to the match against Arsenal. Uh, look, I mean, Liverpool have to be confident when they're, they're going up against Arsenal. They have to walk in with confidence, thinking that they're, I mean, even their backup players are playing at a high level. So, yeah, they're going to be confident. But, again, Arsenal being at the top of the league, this is a tough competition for them. This is going to be where you see where that bar is for some of those mm -hmm. players outside of your constant, your, you know, Trent Alexander-Arnold, your Salas. This is going to see where everyone else is. Yeah, Liverpool going are going to be confident. There's no way, no doubt about it. Yeah. They're going to be confident going mm -hmm. to this Arsenal game, and they're going to be up for it. They've got um, a lot that they're competing for this year. And when we look at who they've got coming up next in the Carabao Cup, they take on a, a strong Fulham team as well. What are you all anticipating uh, for the final of this competition as Chelsea will take on Middlesbrough and Liverpool will take on Fulham? Uh, the winner will I, I know it's, it's very easy to say. Oh, yeah, two premier teams. We're going to go Liverpool and Chelsea. Those are the two best teams nah. left in this competition. I wouldn't. But over Two legs, don't you think that the, the best team usually rises to the top? Hey, Middlesbrough, no, no. slouches. But what I am going to say is I do expect Liverpool to get by Fulham, and I do expect Chelsea to beat Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough, they, they have some, they've had some good moments, but this is a team, a club, that is 13th in the championship. Mm -hmm. Chelsea, with the, all the talent they have, I know they've been up and down, but to tell me that they're not the favorites to get through would be nuts. I would say this, don't write off Middlesbrough. My, the mindset of that Middlesbrough dressing room is, this isn't the Chelsea of old where you're going to be there and you're being in awe of the, all these players that they've got. This is going to be a Middlesbrough side that's going to fancy their chances to cause a big upset because Chelsea are not the Chelsea of old and these players are not playing to a high level playing as a team. To be this close and especially being a team in the championship, there's going to be that 12th man element where it's going to be from the fans and everything, but there's going to be a real belief in that dressing room that they can cause an upset. There's going to be no fear for Middlesbrough whatsoever. And I'm sure they'll be tough to, uh, to play at home, but Chelsea will get the room. Yeah, I, I, my prediction, Chelsea, Chelsea, Liverpool. Who's in the final? Who's in the final? Yeah. It's, it's more than likely it will probably be Chelsea and Liverpool. Well, he came hey, over. If, hey, if, if that's anything like uh, Nigel's <laughs> prediction for the West Ham Liverpool game, then don't take that with any bit of confidence. <laughs> we'll take a break uh. here on Morning Footy. When we come back, we're chatting some Bundesliga. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. 
Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome back to Morning Footy. Here's a look at Wednesday's results in the Bundesliga. How about this, Union Berlin? I'm up the table. They're just outside the relegation zone, coming off a 2-0 win over FC Cologne. And all of the top three teams sitting uh, in the Bundesliga all got wins. Stuttgart, 3-0 over Augsburg. Bayer Leverkusen, 4-0 over Bochum. And Bayern Munich get a 2-1 win against Wolfsburg. And it has just been a battle at the top between Bayer and Bayern as both of these teams just continuing to continue their impressive form and don't really have any signs of slowing that down anytime soon. Uh, so let's talk about Bayern first, coming off that 2-1 win over Wolfsburg. Perhaps a little bit closer than they would have liked? Yes, uh, but it, this is playing in an away venue that is pretty difficult, and it's good to see Musiala get on the score sheet. This is a player who had battled through some injuries, and of course, the one, the only, Harry Kane. King Kane. And, and King Thomas Kane. Mueller had both assists. So for, for him to still be influential in this setup. But as much as we're talking about Bayern Munich, Bayern Leverkusen oh, is the that. first team in history to go 20, to after 25 games, to still be unbeaten. They made history. This is the top of the, top of the, the table, Leverkusen, who, I, when you look at Xabi Alonso, what he's been able to do with this, mm -hmm. this side, rotating, the back line, essentially, uh, getting Patrick Schick going. He scored a hat trick. He comes off, and Victor Boniface comes back on and scores his goal. Could you so, imagine that? A guy just scored a hat trick. He comes off, and coming on is Boniface. If you're uh, Bochum, you're Bochum. You're just going to be like, come on, so man. This and is they really Patrick spread the love on this uh, Bayer Leverkusen team as well. Well, I think uh, Bochum were actually the last team to beat Bayer Leverkusen before Alonso yeah. about a year ago. <laughs> yeah, think for, about for that. Real. It Think was, about that. It was a, a red card in the eighth minute, there was and, a, and Bochum won. Yep. And and that was their last loss. Their last loss. But then they're just on a different level now since Alonso's there. And the, the scary thing is, when you when you rotate your team as a manager and you start a different striker, it's making sure you don't have that drop. But when you've got two strikers that are scoring goals, and I mean, it's like you don't miss a beat, whether it's Boniface or Schick that starts, it's, it's scary. Look, it's so scary. Look at these numbers and all of the production that is coming in, both goals and assists. Victor Boniface, 16 goals, 8 assists. Grimaldo, 9 goals, 6 assists. Florian Burtz, 12 assists, 8 goals. Uh, Jeremy Frimpong, 7 goals, 9 assists. I mean, these are incredible numbers. Production coming um, from more. They're not relying on just one guy to carry the team. And in addition to pumping in the goals, they've also been the best defensive team in the Bundesliga as well. I mean, how do you how do you stop this team? Is it time to really consider them? I, there's been question of, oh, well, just wait. Bayern's going to, to overcome them at some point in the season. Do you guys get mm. that sense? I Look, uh, I Bayern do. needs to catch them. And this is the same thing we talk about when we talk about La Liga. Girona, oh, when they play one of the big teams. The big teams got to play them. The big teams got to play Bayern. Bayern Leverkusen is one of those teams. They're the ones you have to worry about now. They've proven it to this point. Xabi Alonso has absolutely made this team nearly unstoppable. Who's going to be the one that finally stops them? I, I would say that the one thing that I would pay attention to when it comes to Bayern is the return of Neuer. Neuer back in goal. He is massive for Bayern Munich. His presence back there 
just takes the defending to another level. And he's one of the leaders of the group. He is probably Mr. Bayern Munich. Him coming back in and the experience he's got with winning so many league titles in the Bundesliga, he will be a big factor in this now, him coming back and getting healthy and fit. I, I agree with you in the sense that he's a big addition when you're talking about chasing Champions League and, and organizing Bayern Munich from the back. But that didn't help them against Frankfurt when they lost 5-1. And he was in between the goals. Yeah, he's, he's just recently come back in, but for the long run, like because obviously the, the league title is not going to be won next week. You know, there's still the second half of the season no, to you, go. You, you know, maybe maybe it is next week though. That's that's the thing with this Leverkusen nah. side. They're it's, unbeaten in 25 games. It's fine. It's fine. Listen, broken uh, records get broken. I, I, they I just, just don't. They just broke one. <laughs> oh, look, a good one. Anyway, yeah, there's still a long way to go. Um, but you could just never write out Bayern Munich. This is, this is what they've done. We've seen it so many years in the Bundesliga, how they do it. Look how close Dortmund came on the last day. They fell on the hurdle and Bayern Munich win the league title Dort again. Dortmund were not this good. And Xabi Alonso, we, we, I know this is uh, Bayer Leverkusen is new for them in the sense of competing with Bayern Munich at this stage, 25 games in. But this is a side that made it to the semifinal of the Europa League last season. This is a side that has not lost a game. This is a side that is built for a season because they have depth and they have a number of ways they can hurt you, whether it's counterattack, transition, set pieces, playing with wide wingbacks. Grimaldo and Frimpong have been sensational Incredible. this year. And now you talk about injuries getting back. Yes, you know, Bayern Munich get, get one of the best keepers of all time back in that. But now you're getting a striker in Patrick Schick for this Leverkusen side, who can now give Boniface a rest sometimes. Mm -hmm. he, this is only his fifth game in the Bundesliga this year. Scoring a hat trick like this. Oh, I'm telling you, they what? have so many weapons. And you throw in Florian Wirtz, who's playing underneath and is the next, like you said, German Messi. Uh, this, this is a side. I'm sorry, that is that has, amusing? <laughs> this is a is side that, that has so much talent, youth, experience, and a, a young manager who's, who's, who's been guided, I think, in the right way because he's been able to take some of, of, he literally uh, went of to everything in terms of Mourinho. Yeah. Benitez. Benitez. He's Pep Guardiola. Guardiola. He literally oh, went to a coaching masterclass as a player. I, I was only laughing because I was picturing Messi in like, the German getup that they made Harry Kane do the photo shoot in. So that, that's <laughs> where the chuckle came from. If Messi and Alina Hosen would be hilarious. have been absolutely impressive. And yeah. Charlie makes some great points. And... The one thing that's impressive about them is it's just the, the manner of goals that they score as well and they're scoring goals from set pieces. But there will be a point where it's about that level of club that you play for. When, when it comes to the nitty gritty, you're Bayern Munich. These guys have got the experience. They know what it means to play in these situations that whether these players are capable to maintain this for the rest of the season, the pressure doesn't get to them. That's yet to be determined. There's one sign no that, that might believe. not happen is how well they play on the road. They maintain their system. They don't have to fall back in a low block and, main, and become super defensive. They play their style at other places, at other homes, and they win. Cook, cook them with the XG. Come on, now. Don't make me get in the XG. baby. Don't make me pull out the XG. Well, that's going to do it for us on Morning Footy. We will see you back here tomorrow. Have a good rest of your day, everybody, and thanks for watching. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. I saw all the oh, I don't care crap. 
a little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wayne, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramount Plus.